0: I'm Charles Fairley, and for 30 years I've worked for big media companies like Nine Network, Sony Music, AAP and Wynn Television. And I started Unsung Business Heroes because I wanted to give small business owners a voice. Many of those small business owners that I met through my work, but also because my dad was a business owner, and so helping small business and marketing and getting to know the motivation behind business is part of my life. We started out with three different criteria to pick the Unsung Business Heroes, but that was all quantitative things like turnover and staff numbers and how long they'd been in business but all that went out the window when we started really talking to them heart to heart and they came out with these amazing stories of challenges whether it was mental health or financial challenges or you know family situations and those were the real stories that we engaged with and we felt other people would engage with and learn from and, and we really wanted to promote those aspects of it. Annie's the founder of Lipstick Consulting but more importantly she was a mother of five kids under five years of age and that included two sets of twins and at the time she was a registered nurse so I guess she had a fair bit of strength and resilience in her nature and her character and um, as we interviewed her we found out that came from some issues that came up through her teen years. Uh, Her dad was a pharmacist and pharmacies got a lot of um, robberies and assaults and that sort of thing and in fact her brother was kidnapped so uh, she had a bit of a traumatic time as a teenager and she confessed to us that she put on a lot of weight because she had some um, confidence issues, I guess, and then she went the other direction and became anorexic. So she's got an interesting story to tell, for sure. She's really been through some tough times, but to see what she's doing now, you, know, you wouldn't know it. And I take my hat off to her because she's really you know, a shiny example of someone who's overcome so many obstacles. She now takes women out on adventure trips and trekking and fitness just showing them that they've got strength too and overcoming their uh, negative thoughts and building their confidence and I think she does such a magic job that I really wanted to share the story with everybody.
1: Well, I grew up on the northern beaches of Sydney, Australia, in a lovely uh, household of a French mother, an Aussie father, and two older brothers. So my family owned a pharmacy uh, in a local suburb, and uh, yeah, so we spent lots of time in and out of the pharmacy. My dad worked a lot, and mum was uh, a home mum. So... While happy in my earlier years, I had quite a few uh, traumatic experiences in my teenage years and that certainly influenced a lot of who I was to become in my, my late teens and early twenties and ongoing throughout the rest of my life.
0: Did you want to talk about that
1: today? Yeah, I had a, had a couple of um, traumatic incidents during my childhood. So around uh, around 11, I had an episode of sexual assault there that was not not um, ever communicated because that relative said if I ever did that he had pictures and he would uh, tell everybody that it was my fault. So uh, I never actually addressed that issue. And then a few years later at a relative's party I was actually assaulted as well um, by one of this relative's friends and so in between there one of my brothers um was abducted from our family home which was just extremely traumatic uh it was related to my father being a pharmacist and uh, for some reason they wanted some drug money or or drugs from the pharmacy and uh I was tried. I, I was sheltered at that time for trying to understand what was actually happening. But my brother had disappeared for a few days, uh, and while they were asking for ransoms and so forth, so I suddenly went from within a few years being a very happy child to suddenly feeling unsafe in my home. The family behaviour changed because we had had this serious incident that they were aware of, and then I was also addressing these serious issues to myself as a young woman, uh, and and the impact that that was happening. And that resulted in an eating disorder for a number of years.
0: Goodness me, you've really had a, a very eventful childhood, to say the least. Yeah. It's amazing. Your parents must have been so stressed by all that going on with your brother and your issues. And were they known to your parents that you had those...
1: Oh, well, obviously my brother being abducted was a, it was a huge issue that they knew about Did and the, the other incidents they didn't know. They, they obviously knew when I um, got an eating disorder and tried to help me through that but never actually asked for the reason why or the potential reason why. They just thought young girls sometimes get eating disorders and, and we'll help her through that. Right. It wasn't actually until I was... uh, I had a friend at school who had serious anorexia nervosa and I went to visit her in hospital and I was actually confronted because I had my own issues that were secret and private, but I looked at her and I had this moment of going... I don't want to be like you like I was I wasn't meaning to have a certain behaviour but it was really confronting and it was a real aha moment of going home and going I've got to get my life together it can't be about this and I also had this anger and I don't understand what her issues were uh, but I had this anger that how dare these people who do these things to young women how dare they win I was just so angry that my behaviour was now letting me be a victim and my behaviour was letting them win. And so while I didn't then seek repercussions on them, I had a moment of saying, I've got to leave my life the way I want to and I have to be in control because if I'm not in control, then my life will get away with me and I'll let my behaviours just automatically dictate by a negative mindset instead of a positive mindset.
0: Now, you were trained as a nurse. Are you sure you weren't trained in psychiatry <laughs> and psychology as well because you, you seem to know what you're talking about in that space?
1: Yeah, so I ended up becoming a registered nurse. I was supposed to become a pharmacist uh, growing up in a pharmacy family and uh, and then my dream from my, my father particularly was that I would become a pharmacist and run that pharmacy. Uh, he had three armed robberies in my year 12 year and I just re- still remember being at school and I had turned my life around here in many aspects but I went... Wow, that's just a huge thing. So for some reason I chose nursing uh, because I thought it was still medical. And hopefully I won't get in trouble. So I became a registered nurse and, uh, and it was good for me. You know, I then uh, married my childhood sweetheart and uh, we've now been married 30 years, uh, which is an awesome effort. And during those early 20s, I then went on to have two sets of twins in very quick succession. So 26 months apart, I had boy twins at 23 and then boy-girl twins at 25 and later went on to have one more girl when I was 32. So during that time of being a registered nurse and a young mum, it was actually a very flexible career and it really helped me. And, you know, and I li- and I liked nursing, but I always felt, felt that I wanted to one day become a businesswoman.
0: And how did you move from nursing to being a CEO?
1: Oh the hard way round, Charles. So uh, in my ideal world, I would have just done business and then MBA and then gone into business. Why not? Even if I wasn't going to be a pharmacist, I could have just run the business. So I didn't have that mindset at 18. So it's interesting. In retrospect, it seems logical. So at the time, I made that decision to do nursing and I ended up... um, having that flexibility over the early years with the kids, and then I became a head teacher of nursing for a number of years. From there, I then uh, make the big, bold decision against everybody's advice to leave TAFE where I was working to then uh, take up a job and uh, with the orthopaedic surgeons to run their training program and that required me doing a masters of education and I went why not I'd love to learn more and so I left the security of my TAFE job and I boldly went in to become a a national manager for them and I absolutely loved it and I spent four years there and uh, it was a really significant time in my career I then after four years thought, gee, I wonder if I could then become a CEO of a health type organisation because I always wanted to do business. And so I upskilled myself, did business qualifications and then I applied to become uh, the CEO of the Australasian Society for Ultrasound Medicine where I had five years and they were really wonderful years before I then went into consulting. So I've been consulting for the last couple of years and then now have my new role.
0: So, Annie, what's, what's driving your your purpose and your passion? What's underlying all this activity and energy that you're exuding? And can you tell us what you think is, is behind all that?
1: I think the, the main uh, mission behind what I want to achieve by lipstick is to actually make a difference in people's lives, to actually feel that the time that I spent with someone as their mentor resulted in really significant change for them. The biggest goal that I can have is someone comes back and says, thank you so much for sharing this or supporting me in this way, or giving me the opportunity just to have some time to download or unpack the situation that I'm going. Because what they're saying is, it doesn't matter really what's happened to them. It's actually choosing to now say, "What's going? what am I going to do with that? And that's what we all can do. So I've done that in my own life. And that's my joy in working with other women that actually says you know what am I doing today that is taking me towards a better future and that's what we all want while we do want to achieve amazing financial goals KPIs all of these things at the end of the day what would I think as a mum what do I want for my kids I want them to grow up into happy healthy secure independent adults who are doing their thing And life's as easy as that. So why is it different when we are adults? When we're working with adults and life gets more complicated, it actually isn't that complicated. What should you be doing? Finding where you are the happiest and healthiest. Associating yourself with the people who who bring out the best in you. Who are the five top influences in your life and are they around you and do you get the most out of that? Who are the negative influences in your life? How do you exclude them from your life while being socially appropriate? All of these things are really important because they allow you to thrive and that's what we want for everybody.
0: How have you done that in your life?
1: I'll tell you a story about what happened in my life that was hugely significant. To the way I think and operate today. So as I've shared, I'm a mom of five, including two sets of twins. And you become the mom of two sets of twins for the next 15 to 20 years. And that's great. They are such a joy. But it's not all you are. It's not who you are. It's not who Annie is. And I Remember about oh, a few years ago, I decided what am I going to do that's going to really push me out of my comfort zone and make me have a bit of time away. I'd never had time away for like 20 years. It's hard enough to go to the toilet by yourself when you're a mum of five, let alone go away and actually start thinking about the next stage of your life. So I went on a trip to Nepal and I booked in for this 21 day hiked to Everest Base Camp and the three high passes. I was at altitude up to 6,000 meters. It was an amazing experience and I trained my butt off. I was at the gym all the time, walking, hiking. Uh, It was an incredible experience that I did with my husband and so we trained for it together. Now I'm telling you this story because I remember a significant moment when we were on about day 16. I hadn't washed for two weeks. I was exhausted. Every breath at that kind of altitude is a big effort. So the days are really hard. And I remember getting to our tent at night and you have to get back up out into the cold, like minus five or eight or whatever, to go over to another tent to have dinner. And I remember saying to my husband, I just need to put on a little bit of lipstick. And he said, why on earth would you bother putting on lipstick doll, you haven't even had a shower for two weeks. It doesn't make any difference. Mm. And I thought about it for a second and I went, but you know what? It makes me feel better. And it's all right to do things that make you feel better. So I put on my lipstick, didn't have a mirror, went off to dinner. And I thought, yeah, it does make me feel better. During that trip, I started pondering if I was going to create a business, what would it be? And I came home and I just mapped out lipstick consulting because it represents a woman's life. And the key message or mantra I say to the women that I work with, I say, what's your lipstick? Now, my business is not a lipstick company. It's not about lipstick. It's a metaphor for saying, what do you need at this moment in your life that's going to make you shine? For some people, you're all, you're fabulous you know, you're all dressed up for dinner, you've invested in yourself. And what's the last thing a woman does, even if they look knockout gorgeous, they've themselves up with a little bit of lipstick. If you can have one item in the handbag, that's going to be it. So when I work with people and I say, what's your lipstick? What is your lipstick? It's saying, I need you to help me work through this issue. I actually need to have a massage at the moment. I need to have some time out from the kids. I need to have someone to talk about my career progression and how I'm going to make that happen while juggling children and being super mum and doing it all. So what is your lipstick? can be a completely different thing for every single woman that I meet and it is because we're all unique. We're all at different circumstances, different times and and I'm thrilled that my business actually is unique in that way that it's not just a life coaching business. It's not just telling people this is the way something works. It actually goes and says who are you and what do you need at this point of time and then hopefully we can share and be honest and be real which is novel and actually work through the issue that they're having and they'll come out feeling like they've just got perfect lipstick.
0: Very good, fantastic.
1: And so what I do with women that I'm mentoring, I go and tell them that the best way you're gonna grow this year is actually to push yourself out of your comfort zone. Because I know that because I did it by going to Everest Base Camp. So for example, this year I'm going to Kilimanjaro And so I'll be encouraging all the women that I actually do mentor to actually say, how about you book into the Kilimanjaro trip and let's go on an adventure together. Now, what will that do? It gives a framework of healthy lifestyle, fitness and adventure around the big issues that they're dealing with through their mentoring. And I think it's absolutely key because you feel fantastic when you're out in nature. So it might be that big adventure. It might just be snowshoeing up to Kosciuszko. It might be an abseiling day or a rock climbing or a kayaking day. Whatever it is on my program, it's to push women out of their comfort zone. I don't want someone to book into something they know they're good at. You're not going to learn and grow from doing that. My experience is I want to now be the weakest link in the room. I wanna be around people who know more than me, who are more comfortable than me because I wanna learn from that. That's how we learn and grow. Otherwise, you just keep doing the same old thing, Yep. So it's about getting out of the comfort zone, having a big goal, being supported by someone in that journey to say, we're gonna have an amazing adventure. And this excitement and getting people fit and outdoors complements the mentoring experience that I then go through with them that is therefore linked to their life and their personal life and their professional life. I think it's the complete package.
0: Do you think there's a single characteristic behind all these things that you're doing, what you get approached to help people with, what do you see as underlying all your drive?
1: I think there's a common characteristic which is very similar to what I experienced when I had my aha moment at, at Everest Base Camp about um, needing to change and, and to apply things to my life that would make a better version of myself. And I reflected back on, well, why didn't I do it five years ago, 10 years ago? And those the, the, the reason I came to was, but I'm a mom. I have to be 100% for my kids. So I sacrifice my time or my personal desires because I've got to be there for the kids. And that's a great thing. We all want to be great moms. But it doesn't mean that we need to sacrifice time for ourselves and, and, and also invest time with our partners. So we holistically need to be balanced. And it's a very common theme that when I meet with other women, they're like me. So the whole crux of what I do and why people would choose lipstick consulting is because I'm real. I've actually lived life. I'm very authentic. I'm happy to share my experiences, but I also realise that everybody has their own journey. So I don't try to say, this is what I've done and this is what you should do in this situation. I actually allow women to just be real, to share their situation and then we talk through their issues. Because I know my best learnings have been when I've actually gone through those hard times, when I have been supported in those times, uh, when I've been challenged to see things from a different perspective, when I've been raw and then turned it from a negative to a positive. So that's pretty much what I do. I support women in their experience at that stage of their journey, and I help them and I guide them in going through that time, often difficult time, to come out the other end and say, oh my gosh, I've learnt so much, I feel so much stronger, I feel confident, I feel supported, I feel energised. And so I'm basically in a place that says, I'm happy. And that's what I gauge. When people actually smile, their rate of speech increases, they're passionate suddenly about what they want to do. Or sometimes it's just that they have clarity over what they want to do. And that's really important.
0: I think with Annie the key word would be motherhood obviously because she's got five kids that were under five at one point but also because she has that same effect on the people in her immediate network so she's nurturing these other women and bringing them along and giving them confidence and helping them establish great routines and and lose weight or whatever their objective might be if you like that episode of Unsung Business Heroes you're going to love our next story with Diana Ryle who was one-time CEO of Apple Australia a fascinating position to have but now works in gender equality and diversity, helping other women to succeed. Unsung Business Heroes was presented by me, Charles Fairley, in collaboration with Podcast One Australia. The executive producer was Jenny Goggin. If you'd like to see the videos of my interviews with these Unsung Business Heroes, go to unsungbusinessheroes.com.au. For more episodes, go to podcastone.com.au. Download the Podcast One app or search for Unsung Business Heroes on iTunes.